I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Enough. <laughs> thirty-eight in a row. As in thirty-eight on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. All right, another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you Wednesday, May 20th. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, Brother John. It is, as usual, a blessing to hear your voice. Thank you. I appreciate that. How are you today? I'm good. I didn't have to go into work. So I, I, I worked from home today, so it was a good day. Sounds like you are choosing joy. I can hear a little pep in your voice. I have a pep in my voice, too, so uh, we're both in good moods. We are both choosing joy. You do. You sound, you sound like you're, you're doing well. Yeah, it had been a rough couple of uh, days. I was down and out, but um, i got to be honest, pulling off the old shirt yesterday and cutting a video kind of got the juices flowing a little bit. I, I feel a little bit closer to normal right now. Good. It got me ready for football season. I will say that. Yeah, I'm extremely ready. Are you interested at all in the Barstool Coach Doug's collaboration with Tennessee? I will be honest and admit that I did not even know what exactly was going on until last night. And then I understood it to be Big Cat is playing NCAA 14 and I guess streaming it over Twitch. In a dynasty mode, I guess. Yes. And his coach has left Texas Tech to go to Tennessee. Correct. So do you do you have interest? Not particularly in the storyline. It does interest me in the fact that like everything Barstool does gets absolute maximum exposure. That interests me. They have been in the news this week for two huge storylines and it just seems like they are better than anyone at keeping themselves in the news. I will say Dave Portnoy kind of cucking Clay Travis in the whole open back up thing has been pretty funny to see. Because, you know, Clay tried really hard to be the face of that. And uh, then all of a sudden Dave just kind of came in and was like, I'm going to take that mantle from you. And, you know, he's the one on MSNBC. He's the one kind of uh, getting that. He's the one getting retweeted by the president of the United States. And of you know that ate up Clay Travis cuz he has been trying so hard to get the president Trump retweet. And he couldn't get one. I won't say that everything Barstool touches turns to gold, but it sure seems that way. I won't say everything, but there are some really mega hits and the way I view it Seth is that I mean I don't think it's any dispute at this point that they are the uh the biggest sports brand at least uh, when it comes to brand loyalty is it like i mean espn obviously a bigger brand but espn if they didn't have the games like would we really care yeah people will die for barstool their fans would die for them right like you know espn is obviously bigger but espn has the games like barstool doesn't have a tv network so like it doesn't really work that way but like they're not selling the same type of merchandise. They don't have the same demand or whatever. So I am interested in the how, you know, like I said, the biggest brand in sports, how that meshes with the biggest brand online. Because I feel like if anything is during the quarantine has taught us, it is uh, that we are the biggest online sports community in America. At least the most ferocious, the most ferocious. Maybe not the biggest, but the most ferocious. Yeah, I, I just... He, Portnoy, I don't particularly have a feeling about him one way or the other. I know that, like, people 
really, really despise him, and people really, really like him, whatever. Like, he appears to have an amazing eye for talent. I will say, like, I don't even know how that's disputable at this point. Like, he, and he appears to be very, very good at running a business. I, like, just the, the talent he has surrounded himself with and the whole, that other podcast with those two girls this week and them trying to leave and him just basically, you know, after he offered them a, an extremely lucrative contract. Yes, don't say anything up to mess up um, our promotion here. Like, let's be very positive because when they started throwing those numbers around, like, we got to uh, step our game up a little bit here. Well, what blew my mind about that was that he the contract he offered them was half a million each in salary plus bonuses. And at the end of one year, they got the leave. And I think maybe they got some IP, I thought. Yeah, I think that was a part of the deal. Why would they not take that? It seems really, really fucking stupid. The entire IP. Sydney says they would have gotten the entire intellectual property. And for one year, they would have gotten $500,000 plus bonuses for one podcast, 45 minutes, one, one podcast per week for 45 minutes, and they turned that down. You cannot, that, you cannot be dumber than that. But yeah, so the Doug's guy chose UT from Texas Tech. Who were the other people in the running? Uh, Georgia and, I don't know, Georgia was the only one that I noticed. So it's nice to beat Georgia. Like, we get the internet clout. We get to have the content. And like I said, we are a uh, very aggressive group of people on the internet. We are a very aggressive fan base, and I do think that we are going to kind of set ourselves apart here on this. And I will say that props to whoever at UT has realized that the head coach, you can do a lot with the head coach and his Twitter account, and so they've given somebody a job, and that job is to run Jeremy Pruitt's Twitter account, and they're doing a pretty good job with it. And obviously he's not tweeting out this stuff, you know, about like the whole Barstool thing, but he's tweeting about it. It's good. Like UT's, the University of Tennessee Athletic Department is kind of on a nice little run here lately. We are ahead of the game right now. We have some really smart people over there right now that uh, is young. They're young and they're trying to connect with an audience and they're trying to connect with young recruits. They are doing a good job of brand building right now. Or brand maintaining, if you will. Yeah. They are far ahead of the curve of seemingly every other team in the SEC that I have seen. Um, maybe not LSU. LSU's done some really cool videos and stuff with, like, Burrow and during that run. But, you know, in terms of, like, the marketing and then having Pruitt, having someone run Pruitt's Twitter account and the athletic department seems to kind of be in lockstep and, you know, football's trending back up basketball is going to have a really good team it's been uh, phil fulmer's doing a good job matt jones tried to throw him under the bus matt jones tried to throw him under the bus eat shit matt jones but it wasn't just philip fulmer ross bork at a&m was one of the guys who said no to the june 1st date and there was another athletic director maybe the old miss the new old miss athletic athletic director i don't know but it wasn't just phil matt jones was wrong matt jones who has tennessee when matt jones goes to sleep at night and closes my eyes he sees angry smoky that is how badly <laughs> ut is in his head okay Did you see him reply to a uh, big cat saying he made a poor choice like he's mad that big cat went to tennessee and that he's mad that tennessee is going to get this exposure I, I did not but that does not surprise me at all because he like, the amount of bandwidth. Matt Jones is a smart guy, so he has a lot of bandwidth going on in that brain. He has a lot of ridges. But, like, 95% of that bandwidth is taken up by thoughts about the University of Tennessee. Like I said, when he goes to sleep at night, he sees angry Smokey. And I don't understand why. Like, Kentucky is better than Tennessee at basketball. They, they have a better program. That's just how it is. Why does he care so much that Tennessee is... Yeah, Tennessee's a better football program. They always will be. Like, it's just the way it is. I, I, we, we, respect the, uh, we, we respect the fact that Kentucky's a better basketball program. Like, it's funny because we still find a way to beat them once a year. 
Like, even when we suck? Yeah, absolutely we do. 1,000% we do. That's why it's such a big deal every single year when we beat them, you know? That's why it was such a big deal that Admiral Schofield had a winning record against Kentucky in his four years. That's why... Do you think that's it? Do you think that's it, is the fact that they can't beat us really ever at football, so they don't... Like, it has to be frustrating to know they're a better basketball program, but we can still point and say Rick Barnes has a winning record over Kentucky. Like, for as good as Mark for as good as good Mark Stoops has been there at Kentucky, and for as shitty as we've been at football, he can't say that he has a winning record. I, th- I, do, I do think that drives him crazy. That has to drive him crazy because, let's be honest, Kentucky is never going to get a better football coach than Mark Stoops. Right, and we're not going to have a worse football coach than the run we had with Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, and, you know, in the first year of Pruitt. Yeah, and that has to drive him crazy. But on the other side, you know, he could also say, hey, look, the best basketball team that Tennessee ever had, Kentucky went further in the NCAA tournament than they did. Like, it, it, the football thing shouldn't keep him up at night as much as it does, but he, I can think of multiple times, just off the top of my head, where he has spent, like, days arguing that Tennessee football is not the job it once was. As if anybody disagrees with that. It's not the late 1990s anymore. Congrats to Matt Jones. That took absolutely zero critical thought. But he has spent hours, multiple times, arguing that to people that Tennessee's not as good a job as it once was. Well, okay. Good shit, Matt Jones. Okay, nobody's arguing Tennessee's a better job than Georgia. Okay, Matt, congrats. Tennessee's still always going to be better than Kentucky. Every time I see Matt Jones tweet about Tennessee... I think of the uh, the drill tweet. Are you familiar with drill, the Twitter account? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm very, I, I think every time that I see Matt Jones arguing with Tennessee fans about the I'm not owned, I'm not owned tweet, I continue to insist as I slowly shrink and transform into a corn cob. I think about him just talking about, you know, continuing to post through it as if he is smarter than us and as if he can beat or fan base and arguments. And like I said, Matt Jones is a smart guy. Very smart. I think he's very intelligent. I think he is very good at what he does. Okay? I will just say this. Matt Jones, you are not smarter than I am. But you are pretty smart. I will say he is probably smarter. I will say he's smarter than me. He is smarter than me. So in the power ranking order, I'm three. He's two. You're one. And, like, I don't even, like, I... The thing is, is that Matt Jones doesn't even bother me that much because I respect him because he built something himself. And Kentucky Sports Radio is extremely successful, and he built it himself. But man, like I, when he goes to sleep at night, he sees Angry Smokey. And as much as I hate Kentucky basketball, as much as I loathe it, the amount of time I spend thinking about them comes down to when we play them at Rupp, when we play them at TBA, and if we play them in the SEC tournament, and then I root for the other team that's playing them in the NCAA tournament. That's the only times I think about Kentucky basketball. That's it. That's it. He thinks about Tennessee all the damn time. The angry Smokey thought process when he goes to bed is pretty funny, that he just pictures angry Smokey. Angry Smokey. Not even Happy Smokey, not even Davy Crockett. He is stuck looking at Angry Smokey. The worst UT logo of all time. Like I will say, like I, I don't mind Matt Jones either. He came on my radio show in 2015, and we had a really fun interview, and he liked me, and we messed pretty good, and I thought it was cool that he came on uh, my radio station. I just think that, like again, I think he's smart. I don't have a problem with him like you said I I like what he's built it takes a lot of talent and luck and you know it's it's commendable it's something to be celebrated but I do think like you said he just has a blind spot for Tennessee he can't handle it like he just can't that's like the one thing he can't be rational about and it doesn't make any sense because it's not like in football where there are you know there's six teams in the SEC that have a really storied tradition of football. In basketball, there's one team that has a really storied tradition, and that's Kentucky. Like, it should be beneath Kentucky fans to talk about, like, shit about basketball to anyone, right? And that's all Kentucky fans should really care about is basketball. 
You know, like they should be talking to Duke, Carolina, Kansas. They shouldn't be talking to lowly Tennessee fans. You know, so I don't know. Maybe I would say it probably does kill him that every year Barnes is guaranteed to get one. And, you know, in, in 2019, he got two. I mean, that, that, and that he can't, and that they can't beat Tennessee in football. Cause honestly, I gotta be honest when I, honestly, I gotta be honest with a dumbass I am. But I had just said, you know, you couldn't beat Tennessee. I'd even kind of thought they had won in 2018. I forgot that they came into Knoxville and got beat down by us uh, during their 10 and 2 season. I'd forgotten that was that year. So yeah, he can't beat Jeremy Pruitt no matter what. It's like they were like ranked, what, 9th, 10th, 11th, and we beat them 50 to 17. I mean, we absolutely drilled them. And last year... Wait, wait. When do we beat them 15 to 17? 50 to 17? Or whatever it was. When Pruitt's first year. 24 to 3? I was like 20... Was that not 24 to 7? Oh, okay. I'm thinking of 2014 was 50 to, I thought we. I thought we hung like 50 on them two years ago. Okay. No, we were up like 17, nothing a half, I think. And they scored a touchdown okay. and sort of kind of got back okay. in it. But okay, my bad, my bad. We had that random, random defensive back that had three interceptions that game, didn't we? Didn't we have one guy with three interceptions? Obviously, I'm not the one to ask because I don't even. I was. Was it Shamburger? Did Shamburger have three interceptions? Yeah, I remember the Hail Mary to Osborne. Shout out to Rhino. Yeah, like we threw up that jump ball up, and Callaway went up and caught it. It wasn't even really a Hail Mary. He just jumped up and snagged it. It was. He just snagged it and kept running. Like it didn't get tipped. It wasn't like a jump ball. It was just pretty funny the way that happened. But yeah, uh, yeah, we we 24 to seven. They were ranked 14th. Okay, they were ranked 14th. I'm sorry. Um, they ended up finishing like ranked pretty they ended up finished ranked 11th because that was what people would talk about two top 25 wins for Pruitt and one of them was Kentucky and it's just like eh but you know anyway did they win the bowl game against Penn State or no I'm guessing that they did because they finished ranked 11th or I thought they finished yeah they're like am I wrong or were their only losses us and Georgia like Georgia beat the hell out of them and then we beat them back-to-back weeks I that sounds. Is that their only two losses? That sounds correct. Yeah, Dar- yeah, Darnell Taylor, Daryl Ta- Dar- Daryl Taylor went off that game. It was a big game. You, you, when you have a top fifteen team on the schedule, Seth, it's a big game. Why do you think we call him Big Game Daryl? BGD. They did beat Penn State twenty-seven to twenty-four. They lost at A and M in overtime to Georgia at home, and then they lost to Kentucky the next week. They went ten and three and finished ranked. Uh, Number 11th, I guess. Um, okay, I forgot about the A&M game, but they, they covered the spread that game. That's why I guess I graded that as a win. So so that was when they, they beat Florida for the first time in forever. And, you know. But still couldn't win at Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, still can't. And Barnes is like, it's just, yeah, it's a mortal lock that Rick Barnes is going to get one against Kentucky. Like, I mean, last year he did it in the most unconventional way possible. But he did it. I mean, we were down, what, 18 in the second half or whatever, and Fulkerson just whipped it out. Fulkerson pulled down his pants and put it on the U.K. in center court, and his was bigger than everyone else's in Rupp Arena. And we won. So... I do want to say I need to issue a correction from last week's podcast. Um, okay. We, did our uh, fact stat characters get a hold of you? I, I went and checked on my own to make sure that the story I told about Pruitt and when he interviewed at Alabama was correct, and it was incorrect. That story was actually when Pruitt interviewed at Hoover High School. Hoover High School. Oh, that makes it way less cool. I did think it was cool, though, that the guy that interviewed him was Todd Watson, who was Stevens coordinator. 1,500 people listened to last week's episode, and they probably left thinking that story was real. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And your fake news hues. Uh, fake news hues. Uh, Prope said Pruitt called him 50 times asking for an interview and left a voicemail after each call. <laughs> Fake news cues. So yes, I'm, but I didn't. I didn't have to bring it up. I didn't have to bring it up. But I'm an open book. So here I am. I'm. I'm. I'm admitting that I was incorrect. It was actually Hoover. I had gotten mixed up. And he did what? He called fifty times. They had a special teams job open, and they had the guy that was going to get it. I think it was special teams job. But 
Pruitt like heard about it or whatever and wanted to interview and Propes knew Pruitt's dad. They had already decided who they were going to hire, but it was just a courtesy interview. And like, like I said, Pruitt called him 50 times. So they let him come in. Todd Watson and Propes interview him. They give him the job. The rest is history. Todd Watson is now employed as like the director of football programming at the University of Tennessee too. And we all know that Pruitt really wanted to hire Propst, um, but was unable to. This story is way less cool. Yeah, I screwed it up. I was wrong. I was wrong. What you basically just told me is that Pruitt is the the, the benefactor of some nepotism. Did, was he persistent? Did he call 50 times? Yes. But did he get the interview because his dad knew the coach? Well, no, no, it wasn't just that. Or at least Pru- got the interview because of it? Like, no, that, it was it, not just that. It was that Probst also knew Pruitt himself from when he played at Alabama and really liked him. And the guy, they weren't going to, but he just would not leave them alone. God damn it, fake news, Hughes. That story's way less cool. So they finally brought him in. It's still cool. I didn't have to bring it up. No, it's not cool at all. It's not cool anymore. It is cool. I am saying it's cool. Let's take a vote in the Discord live channel. Uh, please post C if you think it's cool and an N if you think it's not cool. Let's let a vote. Let's let a vote happen right now, okay? Uh, we got a, a lot of a lot of ends coming in. Oof, a lot of ends. I'm deleting messages like crazy. It looks like a, I'm just gonna call it early. Like seventeen no votes, six yes votes, something like that. Is that fair? I'm deleting. I'm deleting messages like crazy. Fake news, Hughes. Oh my! You 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 made it sound like he stared Nick Saban in the face. Yeah, I was wrong. Okay, you've been wrong before too. I have, but I don't feel like I've been so- wrong about something that cool. This is not. This is not that egregious. It was. I didn't say egregious. I said something that cool. Well, I was wrong. I'm admitting I'm wrong. That's the sign of a good man. It is the sign of a good man. It is the sign of a good man. You're a great man. Wow. I mean, it's. it's it's looking, it's looking a lot more equal now. Very few ends. Very few ends. I just see a lot of C's. Yep, I'm deleting Cody's post too. It's still cool that he came from, you know, special teams coach at high school. It's a head coach, but... Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was a special teams coach there either. And it told some story about some, like, fake punt. I, that, fake punt or something he did. So maybe that's why he, like, loves the onside kick so much. That, and he's okay. like... Okay, so now we're connecting some dots. And, you know, I had to hear for the last two years that Tennessee was going to run this special fake punt that they always worked on. And I kept thinking every time they went to punt that this was going to be it. This is going to be the fake punt. And the fake punt never happened. He does love the onside kick, though. I mean, the guy loves onside kicks, probably more than just about anything besides, like, Bush Light or whatever it is. Whatever. What do you think he thinks about the Barstool stuff? He probably doesn't even know what it is, dude. He probably doesn't even know what Barstool is. You don't think he knows what Barstool is? Because, like, Nita Meyer is a big, a big stoolie. Yeah, Nita yeah, Meyer yeah. is a big Nita, stoolie. Yeah. We got some young guys there. I'm sure they talk about it in the office around him before, right? Like, you don't think he's ever... That video of him asking what um, asparagus was... Uh-huh. When Niedermeyer talked about Big Cat the first time, that's what I envision Pruitt responding with. Is like, you know, does Pruitt even know what podcasts are? I, I imagine, I would like to see I, Jeremy Pruitt navigate the internet. I bet he uses Internet Explorer. But he has zero idea what this what this thing is of them. Like, imagine trying to explain Twitch to him, because Big Cat has been broadcasting on Twitch, right? So, so people watch other people play video games? That's the gayest thing I've ever heard. Them, like people sitting on sitting on their computer, because he probably doesn't realize you can do it on your cell phone. He probably doesn't think you can watch Twitch on your cell phone. Like sitting on their computer in Internet Explorer watching Big Cat play a six-year-old video game. So you don't think even now he knows, like now that like people have probably been calling and some big boosters have probably been confused too and want to know the, what's happened with Pruitt? Imagine being like a 75-year-old booster and you're, you get this news and you're, you're confused about it too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, longtime patron Jonathan Toy, friend of the podcast, he sent me a screenshot today. 
Happy from, early birthday to Jonathan Toy. Jonathan Toy is a good man. He's an extremely good man. And he sent me a screenshot of his phone, and it was text from both his mother and his father. And his dad was like, who is this? Who is Doug's? What is going on? And his mom texted him, dad really thought UT was playing at nine tonight. Like, <laughs> he, he really... Toy, Jonathan Toy's father, who was also a very good man, a very good Christian man, thought Tennessee football had a game tonight at 9 o'clock. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's awesome. It was awesome. And That's yes, pretty ha- funny. Happy early birthday to Jonathan Toy, a good Christian young man. Yeah, we put up the like some Facebook stories. Shout out to Hayden, uh, patron Hayden. He put up some uh, Facebook story or uh, the, from the radio station, a story you know, recapping this Doug stuff. And we had a lot of boomers, a lot of Facebook boomers that uh, didn't didn't understand what was going on and did not find it amusing. Yeah, they're for sure. They have no idea what's going on. Like, uh, my sister who is, um, I mean, she's a software developer. Like, she knows computers. Like, she knows, you know, current events, blah, blah, blah. She texted me, and she's like, what in the world is going on? And I was like, I think that, They've been twitching. They've been streaming their NCAA 14, and the guy chose UT. But I mean, props to Black Barstool for thinking of doing this during the quarantine. It was like a a brilliant idea to do that. You know, it's obviously taken off. Yeah, I'm really annoyed at the people that like want to go out of their way to tell people it's stupid. Like, who yeah. cares? If you don't like it, don't pay attention to it. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Like, I have not watched a single video of it. Like, I've not watched any of, like, his gameplay or whatever. But I'm going to watch tonight. I'll watch tonight. The, like, but there is literally nothing going on. And so, you know, people have had to find their own entertainment during this. And so why shit on people for, like, finding decent, like, entertainment that is wholesome? And I enjoy hearing... 50,000 people or seeing 50,000 people listen to Rocky Top. Yeah, exactly. It's very weird. You know, it's it's very odd. I More agree. people need to choose joy. That's just, that's that's the lesson so far of 2020 for me. More people should just choose joy. Too many people just want to be miserable. Yeah, I agree completely. Every day you wake up and you have a choice. And people act like it's not like this, but it is. Every day you wake up and you have a choice. The choice can be, oh, man, things aren't going my way lately, so I'm going to be Eeyore. Or the choice can be, well, I'm awake, I'm breathing, and I'm still alive, and we're going to make the best out of it. It's simply an outlook on life. It's helped me. I've been down these last couple weeks, but I just I hear you in the back of my head when I get really sad, just telling me to choose joy. I am always here for you, John. And shout out to Pastor Tony Johnson at Friendship United Methodist Church for delivering the Choose Joy sermon late last year that has revolutionized the Reed's Ranch experience. I did not know where the hell that was going. That's where I got it from. I understand. I, 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 you landed the plane. Just when you started talking, I didn't know what was happening. All right, let's get to some uh, new patrons. Shout out to the new patrons. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. If you're down with the movement, we're going to do a patron Zoom sesh tonight, actually, to watch. We're going to Zoom session watching the video Tennessee-UCLA <laughs> game. So we're going to take it and use content for, uh, for ourselves here. So if you hear this in time... Become a patron, patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. We will uh, do that. But shout out to new patrons, new $5 patron, Ben Elder. Shout out to Brother Ben Elder. Thank you. New, we appreciate you and we love you. New $10 patron, Jake Ambergy. Shout out to Jake Ambergy. We love you and appreciate you. Love Jake. Play basketball with Jake. He's a good man. New $2 patron. I can't I can't wait to get back on the, uh, the Monday night basketball games, too. That's also for patrons, so... Hopefully Jake can come ball. Hopefully Ben can come ball. Uh, and new to our patron, Colton Smith. Shout out to Colton. We love you and we appreciate you. Thank you all for feeding my kids. Huge shout out to uh, new $10 patron, Lindsey Cook. Shout out to Lindsey Cook. We love you and appreciate you. 
New $5 patron, Rob Tadgenhorst. Sorry, Rob. I, that's I'm, I'm kind of a dumbass. Rob Tadgenhorst. Shout out to Rob. We love you and appreciate you. My man, Curtis. Big Kurt. Upped his pledge from $2 to $10. Shout out to Kurt. I love you, buddy. We, we, we appreciate you deeply. That's not it. Hold on. Hank Allen upped his pledge from 20 to 25. <laughs> Shout out to Hank. We love you and appreciate you. Troy Farmer upped his pledge from 20 to 25. Shout out to Troy. We love you and appreciate you. Hank Allen edited his pledge from 25 to 30. Who did? Sorry. Say that Hank again. Allen. Oh, he, he re-upped it again. Well, at this point, I might have to say that Hank isn't gay, but, you know, if you get up to 50, Hank, I'll say you're not gay, but I still do love you and I appreciate you. Troy Farmer just added his pledge from thirty uh, from 25 to 31 to top Hank. Shout out to, shout out to Troy. Way to cuck Hank. And then Hank added his pledge from 30 to 32. <laughs> I and do there was love a whole you, thing Hank. where Lindsay put hers at 40, but then she went back down to 10, so she's... You know, Hank's, Hank's, Hank and Troy are the king patrons right now. Hank yep. and Troy. We love them both. Shout out to Hank and Troy, king patrons. Uh, king, king and prince. Can you be two kings? Like Hank's technically the king. Troy, what's a good number? What's 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 a good number two? I, I, what, I don't know how the hierarchy works there. He's heir to the throne. He's heir to the throne. Okay, okay. But he can, you know, he can stab Hank in the back. We appreciate our patrons. We love our patrons. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Uh, now that I'm back and rolling, we'll start doing more content there as we get closer to football season. We'll do some classic rewatches. Like I said, we're Zooming tonight. Zooming with the boys and girls. Let's get to some patron questions on the Discord. Patrons get to listen live. What do you got for me, Seth, so far? I am going up to the top of the... After I just did that whole thing... You couldn't be bothered to scroll to the top to get ready. You know how this works. Well, you know I, I'm going to be busy because I've got all these damn screens running. The least you could do is have the questions ready. Yeah, but I had called Hank gay and it was getting a lot of reacts. So I was, I was. You wanted to bask in your homophobia. Yeah, I was basking in my glory. Those endorphins were firing off. Not glory, homophobia. It's 2020 and I'm, I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of it. Um. Uh, brother Andrew Julian wants to know, John, who wins the NBA Finals if the playoffs start back next month? The Lakers. Next question. Okay. My question is, is the NBA going to start back? I know they have to play eight more games to get the TV money. Are they going to? Yes, they are going to start back. They are going to play in Disney World. That is, uh, that is all. Like That was an update right before we started the pod is they're really getting close to getting ready to play or okay. to get ready to go back to camp and, and start playing. Okay, so they're probably going to start playing in July, then I take it, or late June? Yeah, it said that it's going to take them four weeks to get up to speed is what they had originally said. So two weeks of individual workouts, two weeks of team workouts, and then boom, let's play. T-Dub, the fourth, would like to T-Dub? know. T-Dub? Is there a Florida Gator football player you ended up liking after they went pro? For me, it's Javon Curse. His answer is correct. It is It is Javon. It is uh, the freak Javon Curse. And number two for me would be Al Horford. Okay. Big Al. Big Al seems like a good guy. Big Al was kind of a bitch when he went to Boston because only bitches go to Boston. But uh, Big Al was my guy in Atlanta. And, yeah, the freak. I mean, that was one of – the freak was probably my second favorite football player for a long time, like in terms of my all-time favorite football players because it probably would have been Steve McNair one, Javon Kirst two. So, like, I was all the way in on the freak. Was it his rookie year where he had all those yeah. sacks? Yeah, and like that was you know really right when I was getting into football, and you know the Titans went to the Super Bowl that year, and Javon Curse coming off the outside and stripping the quarterback was the coolest thing ever. Him just knocking the ball out of the hands, he could. Do, it seemed like he could do it once a game. Mm-hmm. He was so awesome. Like I said, he was my second favorite football player for a long time. He had eight forced fumbles. Eight forced fumbles his rookie year. He seems like a good dude. That seems pretty absurd, right? Eight forced fumbles? Yeah, that's crazy. That's an that's an insane stat. 14 and a half sacks, eight forced fumbles seems really ridiculous. Was he ever as good as that after that year? No, it's hard to get better than that. I mean, his next year he had 11 and a half sacks, four oh, forced okay. fumbles. Okay, so he was still really good. Okay. And then his year after that he had 10 sacks. Then 2002 he got hurt. Then he was back to nine and a half sacks, seven and a half, seven and a half. So, I mean, no... I mean, he was 
He was still a monster, though. After yeah, that. typically, he, typically pass rushers, you know, they're they're better in their early years. So I mean, yeah, he had three really strong years out the gate, got hurt, and then had three really good years, and then went you know went to the Eagles, came back, finished his career at Tennessee. He is uh, he's my guy, love the freak, and he still hangs out in Nashville. He still goes to Titans games. He's, he's a Titans fan. Like if you go on these road trips, he's usually there. Like he's in the stadium for home games. I don't want to like glow about a Florida Gator, but again, he's uh, he's the freak. And he's my guy. And number two is Al Horford. And I kind of liked Corey Brewer, to be honest, too, because I hung out with Corey Brewer one time at a house party at, in McMinn County. He came. <laughs> okay. He had some friends that went to, that played basketball at TWC, and he came to like a house party that they had. And he was pretty chill. Cool guy. So, um, who was it that asked this question? That was pretty good, too. I know my answer if I can ever get back to it and give credits. Okay, here it is. Um, Preston zero zero one four. You okay? I was just doing my Mike Keith impression. It wasn't very good. Man, Mike Keith is so good. Sack, sack. I can't do it. It's so good. Just know he just screams sack, sack. He would like to know if you could guarantee a win over one team, basketball, football. For 10 years, who would it be? I would choose Florida football every year for the next 10 years. It would give me... I would sleep much better at night laughing about how we're going to beat them for the next 10 years. Not Georgia? No, not Georgia. I would choose Florida. Georgia might be better for recruiting purposes. I think I'm going... I think I'm going Georgia just simply because, Seth, we are one game behind them now in the all-time series. Yeah. And I would like to put nine games back in our favor. Like, we're not going to catch Florida. Or it'd be hard to, you know, I would like to just get distance back ahead of Georgia, put them in their place every year. I think they're going to be better. Winning that game might be more important down the stretch, especially if it's in November every year. I would say right now, it seems crazy because this whole brand was built on Florida going to hell. And it would be cool. It would be really fun to beat them. I just think combine that stat about how they have one more win than us in the all-time series combine that with the recruiting in 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 georgia and how we are going to recruit against them more and then add it to the fact that i think they're going to be harder to beat uh you know florida's hard to beat don't get me wrong but i feel less likely to have to use a magic genie to give me 10 wins against florida moving forward than i do against georgia i think everything you said is 100 percent correct and I also think in terms of, like, humor, beating Georgia every year for the next 10 years would be extremely humorous. So would beating Florida. Like, the thought of just knowing that Tennessee is going to beat Florida for the next 10 years makes me laugh. Georgia is right behind that. Georgia being late in the season, though, is important for me. Just because think about all the years they might be undefeated or think about the years the East might be on the line. And you're just like, sorry. Yeah. Here's an L. Yeah, very extremely valid. Again, it's tough to say because this whole brand was built on Florida going to hell, but that's my answer right now. Brother Will Warren. Any thought about Kentucky? I mean, like, we'd have to, if you could say we'd sweep Kentucky every year in basketball, would you lock that in, or is football that much more important? Because, um, I mean, you play Kentucky every, twice every year. It would be so, awesome. So, like, beating them once wouldn't matter that much, but if you swept them every year. It would be cool, and then... I don't know, maybe if you could promise me that like we would also beat them in the SEC tournament whenever we had to play them. Just we beat Kentucky no matter what. Yeah, that would be pretty tough to – I don't know. I don't know. It's, the, it's a personal preference for me based on just the sheer hatred of Florida football. The sheer just like absolute – hatred i mean florida football is evil so that's why it's that for me but brother will warren an extremely good man would like to know what is the best looking number on a jersey any sport any position do you have an answer no i don't i do think somebody posted leonard little the infamous leonard little sec championship game picture i do think one Looks, uh, I think like any of the like one through five look really good on a uniform. Just the single digits. Yeah, just the single digits. No one's ever looked better in a jersey though than uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, the white Chargers jersey 
the 21 on it. That's peak looking good, in my opinion. He was just really cool, too. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, the baby blue powder blue 21 is pretty cool, too. Like Especially when you combine it with a visor. Mm-hmm. Which I know this isn't exactly the question, but for me, LT in a jersey it was the coolest thing. Because you had the visor, he was a baller, the jerseys looked good, the color combination was awesome. My answer is no one's ever looked better in a jersey. In a, in a, no one's ever looked better in a football uniform than LaDainian Tomlinson. The visor looks really badass. For whatever reason, the visor looks really badass. And it was always dark. He, he went with the dark visor. In 2005, LaDainian Tomlinson had three passing touchdowns. How about that? He was a beast, bro. Three passing For a while, he had a perfect quarterback rating, like in his career. That's awesome. That is very cool. Yeah, LaDainian Tomlinson is awesome, just period. Next question, please. Uh, okay. Um, we got a lot of Barstool questions today. Yeah, do we want to get to them? Eh, you can get to them. I mean, the patrons pay to have their questions answered, bro. Okay. Um, would you join Barstool if the offer was good enough? Oh, yeah. The question, like, how good would the offer be? I saw, uh, I believe it was, was it Bryce that asked that? Yeah, there was two questions about that. The Bryce is below the one I just asked. Okay, we'll give both of them a shout out, and we'll just okay. kill two birds with yeah, one stone. Yeah, Bryce, Bryce would like to know. We will tickle two patrons with one feather. Let's change it. That's the saying. We're going to tickle two patrons with one feather. Very nice. I just made that up. It sounds good, right? That does sound very good. Let's tickle two patrons with one feather, please. So, so we're gonna ask, who asked the first question? Uh, Bruce. Bruce Renner. So. Bruce and Bryce? That's a little confusing. Yes, Bruce and Bryce, yes. Um, it, I thought a lot about this question. And I'll be honest. I'll be honest to the patrons and to all the listeners. Because I, I, know, I know sometimes we give all the attention to the patrons. I want the other listeners to still feel love, too. Like, not as much love. Like, it's more of a really strong like and appreciation, but not love. Yeah, but uh, I'll be honest to them too. Like patrons, definitely want to be honest with them. Listeners, I still love them or like them strongly. So, want to be honest with them too. I've been doing some evaluating recently. You know, I've had some major life changes. I turned thirty years old in March. I got into a serious breakup. My dad died two weeks ago. I've been sitting here just kind of wondering. What's next? What's the plan? You know, I, me and you even had a conversation about me going back to grad school. I was even putting that on the table. I think I've since, like, said I'm not going to do that. But I've been thinking about the future. So if a big, again, like I said, the hottest sports brand in the world wanted to offer me, I would feel like I'd be dumb not to do it, but, you know, it would depend on money. They couldn't, you know, just offer me low money. It'd have to be a certain number. I don't know what that number would have to be for the opportunity. Like, I would probably take less money than I make now to do it just because of the opportunity. But I would be sad if I couldn't bring you or bring Cody or Cam with me. Like, I got a nice crew and I like what I do, but I think I would do it. It'd be tough, though. Depending on, like, you know, what the role was going to be and all that. Yes, I would hope you would do it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it would be a really good opportunity. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, the Uh, most electric brand in sports entertainment mixed with the most electric brand across the SEC. Are there there bigger brands across the SEC than us? I have no idea. I don't know of any other, like... uh, well, they can't be that much better if, like, I don't know of them, right? Like, do other fan bases have this? I guess the guys in Florida. I, I got to give a shout-out to the guys in Florida, the uh, um, the big three. But they combine it with Miami and Florida State, so that's kind of cheating. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But the guys at Florida also do their own podcast, and that brand's pretty hot. So I'll say that they're probably ahead of us. They, they've done a good job building that up. Yeah. But we're, like, top five. I mean, we're top five. Yeah, there's nobody like us. I mean... Let's be honest here. It'd be nice. Like, and here's what I'll say about that. Like, as I, you know, I gave the, I gave them props, but I will say like, Hey, um, it's a little bit easier when your football team's good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit easier when your football team's good. It has been 
uh, pretty tough to maintain this brand with a really shitty product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it really sucks. It's, I remember some times where we've had to do podcasts, like, and I have wanted to do literally anything else, and I only wow. do it for one hour a week. Because wow. getting wow, your, it getting, literally anything else in the world. Because what is there? What's, what, there what, what has there been to say? Sometimes like I don't getting, know. Just talking to your friend for an hour. I mean, that's always great. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Fake news, Hughes. Every time you tell me you love me and that, oh, I love talking to you. It's my favorite thing to do. You told me that you love me and that you love talking about to me no matter what. And you just told me that you would literally do anything else in the world. I mean, it's some hyperbole. Which part? You telling me you love me? Literally do anything else. Fake news, Hughes. You know what? I take back what I said five minutes ago. Barstool wants to call. Seth can't come. Oh, okay. No problem. How about that? He goes go with his best friend, Luke. Uh, Boomer asked me if John left me, would I do a podcast with him? I am never doing another podcast, period. This, If it's not with John Reed, then I'm not. I'll call into your radio show from now until kingdom come. I'm not doing anything on the airwaves without you. I gotta gotta be honest. I'm feeling like I'm holding you hostage now. Just making you do this podcast. You, when you agreed to do this four years ago, did you think we'd still be doing it in 2020? Absolutely not. 17, 18, 19. Yeah, four years. Four years ago. It's Yeah, it's been four years. I used to do them in a hotel when I was traveling on my cell phone. <laughs> you didn't think we'd still be doing them four years later? No, I did not think I would be doing them on like a $50 microphone that you bought me. But here we are. Here we are. And like I said, it would be really nice if we could get some winning football. That would really, that would really help us out. Because we have had to weather the storm. Like, 2016 was really good, Seth. We started that podcast right before a really good run. So many more people listen when we're good. Like I know. Like so it'd be nice if Jeremy Pruitt could help us out a little bit. Hey, Cornbread. Hey, Cornbread, can you help us out? Yeah, seriously, man. Just beat, Just win one of these four games. Just win one of these four games and don't lose to the others. Just have one good year. Just give us nine and three. Come out and just beat Oklahoma. I did see that after we talked about it last week, talking about how UT needs to focus on catching Auburn and Florida, that Josh Pate of 24-7 Sports put out a podcast, put out a, a little, was it wasn't a podcast, it was like a little video on YouTube, like a 15-minute video of him basically Ripping off our thesis, although we do love Josh Pate because he's obviously smart and believes in what we say, basically saying Tennessee is about to catch Florida and Florida doesn't need to be concerned about Georgia because they're about to be caught by Tennessee. And passed. And passed. I don't know if he said that, but I'm adding it. No, he he said, like, he's like, look, uh, the simple fact of the matter is that if one team continually out-recruits the other, then eventually that team will have you know, a better team and they will be a better program, which was the, you know, the general point we were making. Basically catch Florida and catch Auburn because you have to recruit against them so much. And then at that point, worry about Georgia and Alabama. And I will always feel better about playing Georgia than I will about Florida. Like, you know, I think I said that too. So Pruitt just keep putting... That foot on the gas and revving that F-250, baby. Because I think, I think we're getting a lot better. <laughs> I just pictured him in an F-250 revving it's, the engine. It's he so drives, easy to picture. He drives some redneck-ass truck like that, you know. He like drives quite, a white, I'm pretty sure he drives a white F-250. There you go, there you go. I'm pretty sure that either someone's told me that or I've, I've seen pictures or something, but I'm pretty sure he drives a... A, uh, I'm sure it's a fairly new one now, uh, F-250. One thing, one thing that was posted on the Discord one time last year, and it's like now it is like my 
when I picture Jeremy Pruitt, it's what I picture. It's a post talking about how much he loves to go to the gas station and buy lottery tickets. And I just think about Jeremy Pruitt going to the gas station in his like platinum chrome F-250 and buying scratch-off lottery tickets as a multimillionaire. He is a multimillionaire, and he's going and buying scratch-off lottery tickets. I think of, like that is like my vision of Jeremy Pruitt in my head. And just saying he has to stay true to himself. He doesn't want to change. Yeah, don't change, Jeremy, please. Do not change, Jeremy. You tried it. It didn't work. So just be yourself, bro. Jackie wants to know my top five NBA players ever. Dumbass Paul Pierce didn't put LeBron in his. Mine would be... Let me think. All right. Seth, who are your top five NBA players ever? Uh, I'll get my list ready. Tony Snell. At number five or number one? He's in there. He's in there for sure. Um, are you just going top five, no order? Yeah, top five, no order. Tony okay. Snell, Larry Bird, Charles Larry Barkley. Bird. I just like him. He's, he's just a redneck from Indiana. Okay, just checking. Um, I mean, Larry Bird literally left Indiana cause, and Bob Knight, and he was a janitor before he decided he was going to go play for the Sycamores. Of Indiana State. Pat Connaughton, Will Warren is right, Pat Connaughton with his like 43-inch vertical leap and 95-mile-hour fastball is also in my top five. So that's four. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know about a top five. Uh, that, that's four. That's four right there. Kyle Korver. I'm not big on Kyle Korver because I didn't like those socks he used to wear. He used to wear those tall socks. He looked goofy. He looked goofy. Give me a drum roll, please. And then say number five. Number five. Wilt Chamberlain. Congratulations Wilt. to Wilt Chamberlain. Brother Wilt. Drum roll again, please. Number four. Magic Johnson. Congratulations to Magic Johnson. Shout out to Magic beating AIDS. Every day. Every day he beats AIDS. Every, every day. damn day he beats AIDS, man. He wakes it- up and he says, the lion and the gazelle both have to wake <laughs> up and start running. He says AIDS, not today. No matter where you are on the food chain, the lion and the gazelle must wake up and start running. Choose to be the lion. That's him and AIDS every day. And he chooses, I'm going to outrun the HIV. I'm going to outrun the AIDS today. (laughs) AIDS, not today. What do we say to the AIDS today, Magic Johnson? Not today. Number three, give me the drum roll, please. Number three. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Congratulations to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number two, Michael Jordan. Congratulations to Michael Jordan, number two. Number one, number one's LeBron James. Number one's LeBron James. And honest, like, it's so hard to do these generational things or whatever, but honestly, like, I'm not taking, I'm probably not taking, you know, uh, Magic Johnson or or Wilt over um, Kevin Durant. Like, if we're just looking at who's better, you know what I mean? Who's a more skilled basketball player? It's hard to do these generational things. I mean, it's tough, but I just think the top five players in the NBA today are better than everyone else on this list besides LeBron. Yeah. That's just how I feel about it. I mean, Jordan could play in this generation. He'd be like DeMar DeRozan, you know, out there, an all-star, no three-point shot, but athletic and uh, all that. So that that would be, uh, you know, he'd be an all-star. I'll give him credit for that, but... Um, yeah, it's tough. But Wilt, Magic, Kareem, Jordan, LeBron. That's that's my list. That's my list. Anything else, Brother Seth? Mm, no, that's all. Oh, I guess we did see the um, the elimination of activities ban paved the way for the, the athletes to return in June. Open back up, boys. Open back up. Open this shit back up. Enough, guys. Enough. It is enough. We're not dying, okay? Let Big Jeremy get his boys back on campus. We've Wednesday, got like 20 patrons signed up, ready to go to Sooner Gate. We're, we're taking Oklahoma. 
We need fans in the stands because I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be there in the stands when we beat Oklahoma's ass and Jeremy Pruitt's defense puts puts Lincoln Riley in the camel clutch and makes him tap out right there on the 50-yard line. That's right. Tap, tap, tap. Camel clutch. Locked in. Break his back. On Wednesday, that is today, the NCAA Council voted not to extend the NCAA ban on all activities for all sports. The current moratorium expires on May the 31st. Let these boys live. Quit holding them back and let Jeremy be with his boys the month of June. It's time to open up. We are not New York City. Thank God. We are not New York City. I thank God every day it's not New York City. I do too. Unless I was having to go work for Barstool in New York City. I would probably ask can I do Chicago instead, but whatever you guys need me to do. Maybe can I go to Atlanta, like the heart of the South, like can I let me do that thing? Whatever though, no big deal. Let these boys back. Enough. It's enough. Let the boys play, says Thomas. Great gif. Great great, great drop-in by Thomas on the Discord channel. That's Denzel from Remember the Titans, Seth, saying, let the boys play. Let the boys play. That's what we want to do. We want to play. Let them play. Let us play. Open Let's, it back up. Let's go. If we, if we wait, if we wait, it will be this time next year, and Gavin Newsom will be on my TV talking about how we still need to st- sit in our houses. Okay? Uh, uh, ain't gonna happen. The SEC will be popping pads while the state of California is afraid to open the front door. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. It's time. It is time. That's all I have. Okay. Good part to end. Love you. I love you too, buddy. I don't think you mean it, but I'll talk to you later. If you can spare me the time next week. (laughs) Goodbye. Give me groceries and booze. Give me FaceTime with my friends. Give me intravenous news. Little drips of CNN. Give me meditation apps. Text me pictures of your dog. Just give me life. Give me peace. Give me noise. Someone give Give me me fucking zen. Give me space, at least six feet Dig my grave, just as deep I got sex on my mind all the time Fuck, scrolling through the internet Time suck I've been feeling flat like a pancake I could use a hug or a handshake I could use some drugs or a band-aid Cooped up in a hole, I wanna lose all my control I wanna just go on a rampage Give me wisdom, give me teeth Give me vision, let me see
for something better Give me justice for my cries Tell me we're all in this together And if we're not, then tell me lies Give me love, give me Wi-Fi Give me drugs, give me sky high Give me headspace, set my head straight Cut the dead weight, burn the red tape Give me the good old days and seven days